The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, President of Concerned Women for America, Penny Young Nance, challenges women to stand against the culture and speak up for truth. At this point in our nation, Christian and godly, specifically women, have got to find our voice and speak up and not allow others to define us, but to speak clearly and comfortably and honestly about the real issues of the day. Um, and if we don't, other people will speak for us. share this time with you. Welcome to Life Today. I'm James Robinson. Betty and I have a wonderful guest uh, who is head of the uh, Concerned Women for America, which is absolutely one of the greatest organizations because if anyone knows what to be concerned about, it's normally sensitive women, especially those who are actually sensitive to the heart of God, the mind of God, and the will of God. And uh, Penny Young, Nance, Penny Nance is the way we all know her, is uh, feisty and feminine. Now, would you welcome uh, Penny Nance to life today? <laughs> would you do that? Penny, good to see you. Thank you. Well, I want you, I want you to just tell us what inspired this book. I wanted to write this book just as an effort to encourage and to give tools to the women in this culture. We are, I believe, James and Betty, at an Esther moment in our nation. We as conservative and Christian women often come up against a culture that is, feels free. And I, and I start the book talking about a story that happened to me. Um, I was at an event for my husband and his work. And, you know, like most women, I wear a lot of different hats. And I don't feel the need to talk about what I do for a living when I'm, at, when I'm with my husband. I'm just there to support him, right? Or at my kids' games or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, and I was with people that didn't know us, you know, that worked at different uh, parts of his company around the country. And, uh, and it was interesting because I knew this was a holiday party, you know, the, one of those holiday parties, and, and you're supposed to not really talk politics. But it was interesting that uh, the crowd fit, felt perfectly comfortable denigrating our beliefs right to our faces. And I was, I was kind of shocked, like, you know, wow, I, I thought we were supposed to be tolerant. <laughs> you know, I thought we were supposed to be uh, careful what we said. But unfortunately, the other side didn't necessarily get the memo. So they were attacking you and your husband, they knowing were... that you were Christians or that you oh, stood no, up for something? Oh, no, they had no idea what? who we were. Mm -hmm. we, the, this was the crazy thing that we said that started the whole thing. We happened to mention, they said, what does your daughter want to do when she graduates from college? And my husband honestly answered that someday, if you, you know, mm -hmm. she was a freshman, she'd like to grow up and, you know, be an, an anchor for Fox News. Oh. And actually what he said was Fox News and CNN, oh. and which is, you know, she really didn't care about Too CNN. <laughs> and they, it didn't matter though. He, they passed right they, over the CNN part where it was honed in on the Fox News and they're like, oh, Fox News, like, and they're rolling their eyes because you know what? That was code for conservative for them. And one father leans forward and says, let me get this straight. Are you okay with her wanting to work for Fox News? And my husband said, well, yeah, that's what we watch at our house. And they said, oh, you know, suddenly we were outed. You know, they, they thought the HR was having outreach to idiots or something. And, and it was just shocking. The whole thing was shocking. And it just kind of devolved from there. And so I, I went home stung, you know, kind of hurt. Like, you know, how, 
Wow, I never would have felt comfortable ridiculing people, and it got worse from there. And I talk about it in the first chapter of the book. I would have never felt comfortable ridiculing someone's belief in a in a situation mm-hmm. like that, and. Um, and I realized they were completely comfortable because they didn't they don't understand. They don't get the memo. And if I'm feeling this way, and by the way, I know the issues. I'm trained to talk about these issues. If I feel this way, how do women all over this country, in playgrounds, in their classrooms, at their their Christmas parties with their spouses, how do they feel? And I need to help them because we are at a moment, we're at a tipping point in our nation. And you all know this so well, that at this point in our nation, Christian godly, specifically women, have got to find our voice and speak up and not allow others to define us, but to speak clearly and comfortably and honestly about the real issues of the day. Um, And if we don't, other people will speak for us. And you know, I talk about Esther a lot in in the book, and I talk about the fact that, again, Queen Esther was a no one. She was a nobody, she was an orphan. And God gave her a moment to speak truth to power. And we, you know, and she could have, you know, just, she, she could have just, turned her head and been very comfortable in the palace, and she was. It, her uncle yeah. had to come to her and give her a little talking to, <laughs> and give her a little pep talk, and explain to her what's happening. Um, and and but we have to do that too. You know, we have to realize that we are at a crisis situation. And she gathered her, her people around her, and she prayed with her women, and we need to do the same. And then she prepared. She just didn't launch into what was happening. Um, She built a relationship and prepared for the conversation. And that's what I'm hoping that American women will do. In this election season, all around you, you're having conversations about truth, about policy, and not necessarily politics, but policy. What do we believe Mm -hmm. as Americans? So hopefully we'll prepare, have those nuggets of information and be able to clear our throats, lean into the conversation and share our hearts and Truth. How important, Penny, do you and concerned women of America feel about what the Bible addresses very directly, let's say, as one place, Isaiah 59, mm-hmm. that when we're guilty of shedding innocent blood, yeah. our feet even, in another verse, hasten to mm-hmm. shed innocent blood. Is there any more innocent blood than the little one of in the course. womb of the mother, more helpless, mm-hmm. more precious, more mm-hmm. worthy of, of care and, and appropriate attention? And we are shedding that blood. And God says that it, it has literally cut us off from him and the mm. blessings that he freely offers. It's like we have literally uh, built a wall separating mm. us, not just from the mind and heart of God, the will of God, and even the blessings of God. Mm. And we hope for good, but it gets worse. We've got deception prevailing in the land. How important do you think it is for America to realize mm-hmm. that it doesn't matter if a political party or candidates are for that, if the American people continue to tolerate the shedding of innocent blood, yeah. have we not actually opened the door for destruction to come in like a flood? Of course. I mean, 56 million babies have been aborted since Roe v. Wade. We have this culture of death that's permeated our nation, and, and certainly not just in the womb, but also the way we treat our elderly and the way that we withhold medicine from those that are, are ill. Um, we see people uh, in ways as utilitarian means. We don't see them as image bearers of Christ. And that thought has permeated our nation, and it certainly is very destructive. But what we as believers, as Bible-believing women, 
we have got to be prepared to tell the truth and to say, you know, I believe life begins at conception. And guess what? Science is on my side. At 18 days, we have, well, first off, as, an, as from the minute of conception, that baby has every bit of DNA it's ever going to have. <laughs> it's already um, the person it's going to be. At 18 days, we can detect a beating heart. Within 30 days, it has eyes, ears, nose, and mouth, and kidneys. Um, at 20 weeks, in what, which is the legislation that we're working on a national basis, because before we can, before we can convince people that life begins at conception, we first have to get them to admit that a baby in the womb at 20 weeks deserves protection. Yeah. And, and by the way, I just did a, a PBS uh, debate. It was four against one. <laughs> and this was the conversation we had about, you know, what is the legal protection for a baby? At what point do you think that it deserves to be part of our human family? Can you say that when a baby at 20 weeks can hear and respond to its mother's voice and feel pain that it doesn't deserve our, our protection of our laws? Well, Clearly I, I not. know that our first grandson was stillborn at a little under five months. Mm -hmm. And I saw our daughter take that precious little boy mm -hmm. and hold him in her hand. Mm -hmm. And he was perfectly mm -hmm. formed. He was as he was a baby. Yeah. It wasn't a fetus. It was a life there. Mm -hmm. But Unfortunately, he didn't live. Mm -hmm. But I just can't imagine how you can look at it any other way than a life in the womb mm -hmm. of a mother. And it breaks my heart. It really does. We, we are so twisted. And we've, we've seen the all-out assault on marriage. We've already had enough assault on marriage. And just the relationship has been so uh, attacked by the divorce enemy and by the and deceiver. And, uh, you know, no-fault divorce. All mm -hmm. the different things that have happened to break down the, that family. They're not understanding covenant commitment. Sure. Uh, the other thing that we, we have seen seen mm -hmm. is uh, really an assault mm -hmm. on uh, sexuality. Mm -hmm. And uh, now then we're, we're going to have the you know mm -hmm. same-sex marriage. Now we're dealing with transgenderism. I, I saw my wife who we mm -hmm. shop. We've got about two blocks from our house. We have Target. Mm -hmm. We have a Target and a Walmart. Mm -hmm. We primarily had shopped and I, I knew mm -hmm. Sam Walton. I love Walmart and love the people there. And we do go there a lot, a whole lot, and going more. But uh, we went to Target a lot. I bought mm -hmm. uh, our meat there, mm -hmm. Sutton and Dodge, which is just fabulous meat. I, you might own a move it somewhere other than Target. Mm -hmm. When my, my my wife saw what they had done, what they'd mm -hmm. passed, she said, never again. Mm -hmm. And she's not been back in. I've not well, been back in. it broke my heart. I, I wept when I heard that because I always, I do it. I enjoyed going. It was convenient, but yet it was a nice, it seemed like a nice family sure. store that you could safely mm -hmm. take your family, your small children into. Mm -hmm. And when I heard that, it just broke, crushed mm -hmm. my heart. And I thought, I can't go back. I cannot because of, of of my convictions and how I felt mm -hmm. about that and the, I felt like the danger that mm -hmm. children were going right. to be put in, it, it, I, I thought I just can't go mm -hmm. and be there. Well, I come at this from a point of public safety. I talk about in, one, in chapter three of my book that I am a victim of, of assault. Um, one day when I was out running, a complete stranger attacked me, and I go into, I talk about it in my book in more detail, but the bottom line was I was physically assaulted, I was hurt, but I wasn't raped, and it, I wasn't because a, a woman stopped, and I talk about that. But it has sensitized me because, and by the way, I was expecting my daughter when this happened. Mm -hmm. It has deeply sensitized me to the fact that there are so many women and men and children suffering because of assault, sexual assault out there. And there are 850,000 registered sexual predators in the United States and the territories. Now, I'm not worried 
about a transgender person. I have great compassion for them, and I, you know, I, I want very much to help them. And I understand that this is a complicated issue. But what's not complicated is that there are hundreds of thousands of predators who will stop at nothing to gain access to innocent women and children. And when you invite this, court, this kind of situation, inevitably you will have people hurt. And I would suggest, humbly suggest to Target that they're opening themselves up to great liability because we'll make sure people know that they have civil recourse. Um, but even, even more frightening, because you don't have to go to Target, and I'm not, by the way, Concerned Women for America is called a boycott. Go to concernedwomen.org. You can download a letter and just sign it and take it to the manager of Target that explains why you won't be shopping there. We, and we, we strongly would encourage people to vote with their pocketbook. But here's what's really scary are the schools. And I appreciate the fact that you live in Texas and that your attorney general is standing Fine. firm and you all have Fine. joined with 11 other, or 10 other states to, to fight this. I live um, in, in Virginia and in Fairfax County, they have capitulated. And so um, this is, you know, we'll see what happens. There are parents that have filed suit. But, you know, short of homeschooling, taking your kids out of public school and going to Christian school, as my children do, they're really stuck. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I really worry about the safety of these young women and the message that we're giving them, that they're to deny that feeling. Because guess what? God gives you that intuition. When you're in danger, and guess what? And I talk about this in the book. I knew that I was in danger. The Holy Spirit told me that I was in danger. That intuition was there and it was natural. We're telling them to repress that. That if you feel uncomfortable, it's your problem. That you are somehow um, a bigot or worse. And that is a truly dangerous statement. Just say the address again, the email address. Concernedwomen.org is the website. And, and, and you, can, you, can, you can learn how you can be a voice. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to be unkind or unloving. Uh, there's so much wisdom here. You can get the book online immediately. I imagine you can get on the Barnes Concerned Noble Women. Barnes Noble has it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can probably get on even on their website. Mm -hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, if you'd like to have it, we're asking you to help us share water. Would you just close? And we just have just a moment sure. left. But how your mother said something that really impacted you that yeah, was quite I, important. I'm, I'm blessed to have good Christian parents. and But my mother was a pastor's wife who was very shy and, and self-effacing and never wanted attention. But one day I was a little tiny girl and, um, and I didn't really understand it, but we went to hear um, the governor of of Georgia speak, Lester Maddox. And we were at an event, and at the end, and I was a little girl, I didn't know what he said, but everybody was really excited because he was the governor, and everybody stood up and gave him a standing ovation. And by the way, the event was an event for our church denomination. They had invited him to come. It was a big um, uh, convention center, several thousand people. Everyone in the room stood and gave him a standing ovation except for one person, and that was my mother. And I was surprised and I didn't understand, but on the ride home, I found out why. He was um, a segregationist mm. and he had actually stood in front of his restaurant with an ax handle and wouldn't allow young black people to come in and eat in his restaurant. And my mother felt so 
sick about that and knew that was so wrong that she could not stand for him and she refused. And my parents at the moment, sorry, <laughs> at the moment my dad was kind of embarrassed because she'd embarrassed the governor, you know, and he agreed with her, but he just couldn't see at that moment that, that she should be disrespectful. But she very strongly believed that he was wrong and that she could not stand and applaud for him. And in that moment, she became an Esther. She found her voice. And maybe a lot of people in that room didn't notice, but I noticed. Mm -hmm. And she, at that moment, planted something in my heart, an activism. And so I would say to the women that are you know, watching today, somebody's watching you. Your children, your grandchildren, this is your moment to speak up and to protect their future. And I hope I, hope I can help you do that. And I think you know um, every day that we live and throughout our life, we've been encouraging Christians to be exactly what Jesus said we're to be, salt and light. Mm -hmm protect and preserve the precious, illuminate the way, expose the error, and point people in the right. And that's what you're trying to do. Would you say thanks to uh, Penny Nance and also Concerned Women of America, that website is helpful. The book, I believe, will be so insightful and inspirational. And I want to thank you. And I pray we will, as Christians, find our voice. We don't have to be mean or unkind. We ought to be mm -hmm. bold, fearless, and forceful. And we ought to stand together as a family and as a shining city on a hill, mm -hmm. refusing to be hidden. And light cannot be hidden unless we allow it to be covered. Really appreciate you, Penny. You know, our, you. our viewers love to share the love of God. And, and we don't have anything we do uh, that you show any more love of and appreciation for than giving people water for life. Now, now listen to me. You're going to hear a broken heart. Don't turn away. It's going to be difficult. It's especially difficult for us because we, in a very direct way, experience what she's weeping over, losing a child. But I want you to listen because we've got a perfect answer. Please watch closely and prayerfully. เลี้ยงใดเลี้ยงเจิงบอกขออ้าวให้ยมพักก่อนนั่งมุ่ยตะโกนกันนั่งน้ําบายกันนั่งหลายโกนชื่อสดายโกนนะยมจะง่ายน
think that's why I'm here at this moment. I feel like this is why God has called me here even at this moment to, um, to ask you if, if it would be you, if you'd be the one to help her. It will make a huge difference in the lives of, of this precious woman, her children, other families in this village and villages all around the world. We could come in here and drill them a well that would give them water for life to change everything in a moment's time. Please don't hesitate. Don't wait any longer. We need your help. I want to thank you if you're still watching because I understand how easy it would be to turn away. Uh, Betty, you understand the, what that mother's saying. Yeah, you know, the, if you've ever experienced the loss of a child, a loved one, someone you so dearly love and so close to, it's, it's a pain that you can't describe. And I feel that my mother's not all, only feeling the pain of the loss of her one child, but also the pain for her other children that she could lose. But it doesn't have to be. This is the pain that we can get rid of. We can help this mother and many like her if we'll drill the water wells, if we'll reach out and join together. You know, maybe you can't afford to drill a whole well yourself, but maybe you say, oh, I can't, but you can help. You can, we can all come together and we'll be able to do it. So please join with us and let's bring life to these families through the water wells. Well, I think, Betty, the fact that if you're still watching, you, uh, you didn't turn away. I want to thank you for that. I know that was hard to watch. You can't imagine how hard it is for people, as Betty said, who lost a child. We can give a cup of water. This is a Promises of God mug. Uh, people have appreciated the, the cups we've given away. Many have said, boy, we love this. This, this feels good to hold. Yeah. But you know, when you give a cup of water in Jesus' name, it means so much that he said, you know, heaven notices. Uh, you won't lose your reward. And reward enough would be to save that mother's other children. To give her a place to go get clean water. It wouldn't make them sick, make them hurt. So what we're asking you to do, and this, boy, we, we really have to do some big praying right now, Betty, because we've got 500 wells and we're not there. But we've got to get the rest of the support for it. Uh, more than a dozen countries. But the missionaries have told us that we've got to add a rig. And that drilling rig is a, an additional $380,000. And the minute I say that, I, do, I want to say this to you. Now listen, let's, let's drill those 500 wells, one well at a time. If you can give a well, $4,800, that's what they cost. Please give a well if you can. And I can tell you, Betty and I did. We just were blessed of God. We gave a well. And we asked God to help us do that. Some of you can do it. Don't feel bad if you can't because most of the support comes from $48. $48 breaks out to give 10 people water the rest of their life. And you can go up to $144, give 30 people water the rest of their life. So there's a level at which you can support. Now think about this, because I want you to really step up. $2,400, pray somebody joins you. We got a well. $1,200, pray three people join you. Well, when you think about that, that rig, $380,000, here's what I'm praying. God help everybody to give toward that too. Not only drill the wells, but let's get that rig. And I'm asking God to raise up people. We have 10,000, 25,000. I, I kind of feel in my heart that during this, this drive, there's going to be somebody to give $100,000 toward that rig. I, it might be a business. It might be a church. But I want you to pray, God, let that happen because that's a big amount to add on to doing 500. 
So if everybody just does their part, then we can heal that woman's heart. We can, we can give those children a future without pain. We can give them clean water in Jesus' name. Would you go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card and use it like a check. That's what you should always do with a bank card. Or you can dial the number and make the hit. Please, just do what God put on your heart. God loves that woman and her children. I know you do too. So just reach out and say, okay, I'll give a cup of water. We're sending the book, the stream, that I believe will help you literally secure freedom's future. I really believe that. I think you're going to love it. Easy reading, but it's going to inspire you. The coffee mugs, if you give over $100, the beautiful bronze, if you can make that special gift. Thank you so much for doing it. Lifetoday.org or dial that number. Thank you. Every day, children are forced to make a dreadful choice. Drink polluted water filled with deadly disease or die from thirst. No child should ever be faced with this decision. The good news is there is a solution. Mission Water for Life is one of the most proven demonstrations of God's love today. Suffering can end because clean water changes everything. With your gift today, you can help drill 500 water wells in remote villages in over 15 different nations. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five people. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10 and $144 will help provide fresh water for 30 people for a lifetime. Additionally, just over $378,000 is needed to replace an old and failing drilling rig in Africa. Please consider an additional gift of $100 or more to get a desperately needed new rig in place as soon as possible. With your gift, we'll send you The Stream, a powerful new book by James Robison that charts a clear path for your personal revival and a spiritual revolution. With your gift of $100 or more, please request the Promises of God coffee mugs. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request our Majesty Bronze Sculpture. Please call, write, or make your gift online. Thank you so much for your help. I do want to send you the book, The Stream. I will just say this to you. If we lose the freedom we've been blessed in Jordan, we're not going to have the wherewithal to help anybody. We're concerned about unemployment. I got news for you. Everybody that's got a job better get concerned because if we get the kind of leadership we could get that tells us government's the answer, we're not going to make it, not economically. So we really need the wisdom of God and no one person is going to fix it. We got to do it together. I'd love to send this to you. If you'd like to have the book by by Penny, you can get it in the bookstores. Or if you say, James, would you mind sending me that? I just feel impressed. I need that book. And you help us give water. You ask for it. We'll send it to you. Would you join us again thanking Penny Nance and Concerned Women of America. Bless you. Bless your husband and family. Bless all of you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for praying. And let's release a stream of truth on this nation and see a great awakening. We can.
I did what no father should ever have to do. I had to reach out and close the eyes of my daughter. Pastor Levi Lusco, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.